this gentleman that says, all right, all right, all right. And I like him a lot because he's a very talented man and he's down to earth. And not only is he down to earth, so is our guest today, my good friend, Gary R. Blaster. Hey, man, what's going on? Sir Charles, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know where to begin with to, to tell you what's going on. It's uh, been very blessed, Buff, man, no, very blessed. Same here, so, same here. You know, yeah. uh, I definitely want to say thank you for sharing your time. I definitely appreciate it. I know uh, with everything that's going on in the world, uh, especially with finance and, you know, just trying to make ends meet, uh, you probably have your hands full in one way or another. And for those of you that are just joining us, uh, thanks again for another episode of What's Your Come Up Story. You know, uh, Gary is a certified DISC uh, facilitator. He's a John Maxwell speaker. I mean, we've met at conferences and, you know, we've, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you meet people at a conference or at a meeting and you don't see them again. And if you do see them, it's in passing. But Gary and I have had extensive conversations about an array of topics uh, over the past few years. And it's just been great working with someone, having a relationship with someone that you share so many things in common with, even though you're sort of walking different paths. So I definitely appreciate once again having you here today, Gary. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate the invite. I really do. Um, My co-host, Kay Fit, which is my daughter, she's not with us today, but she told me to make sure I do her justice. So I've got an (laughs) array of questions I want to ask you. And um, hopefully the people that are watching this will gain some insight on, you know, what's uh, important in their lives, you know, how challenging things may be, but how we can also overcome them. And I think that's very real and very important because so often we feel like it's just us, you know, we're the only ones going through this funk. Why is it that everyone else on social media is a a millionaire and I'm the only one that's not? (laughs) (laughs) It is the truth. It is the truth. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So so let me just um, kind of slow walk it. Um, Prior to your current uh, profession as a finance man, uh, as a speaker, as a soon-to-be author, what was your childhood like? My childhood is rural Pennsylvania. I grew up in a very, very small community. Uh, I graduated from a high school that I think there was maybe, maybe a hundred in my class. So we didn't grow up with, didn't grow up with money. My dad had an eighth grade education. Uh, He was in the military, he got out of the military and he went to work. That's, that's what he taught us throughout our entire lives. We watched this play out in front of us. And he worked hard and he provided for us. You know, did we have tons of money? No, we didn't. There were there were times that uh, it was pretty rough. I remember I remember one Christmas, my aunt and uncle actually provided the provided the gifts for our Christmas. So um, I didn't grow up in affluence. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania and uh, where community really was family. And uh, it was it was a great childhood. I honestly would not change a thing. I really wouldn't. So, so, yeah, okay. so it was, it was okay. a great childhood. Now, is that anywhere near Lancaster at all? It is not. Um, it's about 80 miles northeast of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
Whoa, okay. Yeah, so you have some real cool. winters. <laughs> we do have real winters. Winter of 77, I think, had 20, 24, 26 inches of snow. So wow. It was a okay. uh, great childhood. I loved it. And so from there, you went on, and I, I guess you either went to college or you went to the military to a trade school. And, you know, when did you find that finance was going to be your, your jam? So it's funny you say that because I graduated from high school. I went and got an associate's degree in uh, carpentry. Mm -hmm. Then I went off to the military, went off to Air Force. Then I went to college for business. And then I sprung into the, the financial services industry back in 1994. So it was a, it was a pretty good journey. My father-in-law was in the financial services business. He, uh, he lived in Philadelphia area. And he saw my personality, he saw my love for people, and he really encouraged me to check it out. He says, I really think you can be successful in this business. So that's what I did. I went to Pittsburgh, I had this interview, and I was like, man, I can do this. And if I can help people with their finances, and I, and I go back to my childhood, you know, it, it's making most of what you have. And that's, that's what we were taught as kids. My mom and dad made the most of what we had. It wasn't a lot. Right. But we made most of what we had and we survived. And if I could take that message to somebody else, that's what I wanted to do. So that's that's what I did. You know, that's the name of the game. I find it um, it's, it's unfortunate. I'll say that, you know, and a lot of things I'm referencing, I'm referencing from some of my experience, uh, not only in real time, but social media. I had read. Um, I think I read somewhere something about uh, if it takes six to eight people to carry you to your resting place when we pass. Yeah. Imagine if you had six to eight people to carry you in life. And I'm wow. thinking about and I'm thinking about your father-in-law encouraging you, telling you yeah. how good you uh, could make out in a particular industry. And I think that's just so powerful. I think we all need that same uh, treatment, oversight, uh, perspective, uh, support, and you know, all those nuances that may get the wheels turning because so many of us have no idea of where we should land, what we should do, and how that could work. Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny, we're going through that right now with my son. Mm -hmm. um, he's a sophomore in college, and he is, he's at a place that he just doesn't know. And so we were at dinner with somebody the other night, and, and the, our friends, uh, the, the, the wife said, Sam, would you mind if I meet with you? And I'm like, this is how this is supposed to go. You know, it doesn't have to be mom and dad. And sometimes they get messages from other people that they're not going to hear from mom and dad. Even though we say it, yeah, their ears are off. But when somebody else says it, sometimes the ears are on. And um, I was so grateful. And, and you brought up a, a topic there, or a subject that really is near and dear to my heart. And, and, and it, it's the... We are not designed to walk through this life alone, and we are being pushed, and we are being told that we need to put our blinders on, shut our mouths, and just mind our own business. And we are designed to be in community with one another. Yes, sir. And it's just like you and I. I mean, keeping in touch and touching on topics, and you know, you've helped me, and and I was like, you've helped me for sure. This is community. This is how it's supposed to go. So I, I appreciate you saying that. Charles, I really yeah, do. you know, I mean, personally, you know, I think I was the kind of kid that was so inquisitive. I always wanted to understand. 
I yeah. always yeah. sought clarity. And, you know, I observed one of the biggest lessons in life, in my entire life, even till this day, was being and is being able to observe people, scenarios. Um, and even though I don't always get it right, not to over uh, overdo it, you know, sometimes we want this thing to happen and yeah. it yeah. doesn't happen and we get so disappointed. But that's also sometimes intentional because maybe it's not supposed to happen yet. Learn to be patient. Let things turn out the way uh, the master prefers for them to turn out, you know? <laughs> it's funny. Um, I used to do uh, an abstinence ministry, so I'd actually go talk to youth groups about abstinence and those types of things. And I was asked to go talk to this football team one time about it at the college setting. And one of the things we talked about was patience. And, you know, some of the biggest lessons comes through the journey of being patient. And back in the day when they first started television, they would actually hold hold the screen for over 90 seconds because they didn't have the technology to bounce, to bounce back and forth. So a lot of times in my presentations, I'll have the audience sit for 90 seconds. And you should see the response. I mean, it becomes first 10 seconds is good, 10, 15 seconds. But once we start hitting 30, 60 seconds. What do I do with myself? People, they're like looking around going, this is so uncomfortable. But if we'd actually take time and try sitting for 90 seconds, Charles, I mean, it would just, uh, you know, just to have the awareness to, to listen and, and, and think. Right. Now, as a kid before college, do you have an experience that really challenged you in a negative way? Something that you was like, ooh, I'll never do that again. Or, wow, it taught me a certain lesson. As a child, do you have any of those experiences? No, but I had a an experience with a teacher okay. that really impacted me pretty negatively. So in our education setup where I went to school, they had these Three, three different curriculums. Okay. They had the academic. The academics were the kids who were, you know, were the engineers and the, the kids who excelled academically. Right. Then there was the middle of the road type folks like myself. I, you know, is more based toward accounting, math, um, business type settings, uh, secretarial typing. And then they had the, the very basic education system where most people who were in that part understood that they were going to be a farmer. They decided, you know, they really weren't going to pursue uh, the next level education. Not that they weren't smart, but they weren't taking classes that were going to set them up to actually go into a higher education. And uh, I'll never forget, I was in this uh, upper, upper level English class and I took an exam and I didn't do well on the exam. And in front of, and in front of everybody, my teacher called me out and he told me to go general. Oh, and he, he, he told me that the approach he took with me in front of all those kids destroyed me. And Charles, I have carried that with me probably for, I'm 51. I bet you for 40 years I carried that with me. It impacted my confidence. It impacted my approach on many, many things where I never thought that I was good enough to be X, Y, and Z. And um, so I didn't necessarily any experience something exactly what you were defined, but there was a negative experience that I did take from my childhood that has impacted my life. But I think that registers because 
we have no idea who the guy to the left, the lady right. to the right, have gone through those types of experiences. And with the world opening its heart, so to speak, to mental health more and more today, I think Absolutely. it's important. People don't realize that those first exposures uh, to psychological damage, um, it may not be something that you have to be challenged with daily, but then again, it may. And that is real, and that's very important. And so many people are going through that. Some people, I would say, have forgotten why they've been off kilter, and it's because of experiences just like that. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's powerful. Now, what about um, uh, your, your throughout your military career or, you know, from college to military and getting out? Did you have any real uh, harsh life challenges or were you just always brilliant? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you good. what. It was, it was funny. Uh, when I got into the uh, financial services business, um, I I went into the office and they said, this is what you do. I said, okay. So I went out and I did what, it, what they told me to do. And I became successful. I mean, I was just boom, 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 boom. And it was funny. They invited me in. I was 23 years old. They invited me in. This wet behind the ears punk. They bought me into this meeting. They said, okay, here's the in-house therapy why are you being so successful? And uh, it was, I was sitting there, I started laughing. And I said, well, I just did what you told me to do. And the whole place come unwound. But in that process, so I became very successful the, the, the first 10 years of my career. Okay. Then I hit, a, I hit a wall that literally almost wiped me out financially. And it was one of the most humbling experiences that I ever went through, uh, just having a family, the responsibility behind taking care of a family. I'll never forget. I was, I was sitting in my office and I had the phone rang and I thought it was a client. I was waiting on this, uh, on this deal. I put up a proposal and it was a creditor and the creditor was calling and I had Charles, I had, oh my gosh, maybe 500 bucks in the bank, maybe, uh, left, left to my name and I owed them like $700. And I remember getting off the phone and I took my arm and I literally wiped my desk of all the contents of my desk. And I said to myself, I'm an, I'm an investment financial professional and I'm on the verge of bankruptcy. And my wife came back to my office and, and cause she heard the crash and she said, what's the matter? And I said, something has to change. Yeah. Something has to change. And it was funny because my attitude had to change and how I was approaching for a living. And until I actually made that adjustment here, yeah, was it wasn't until then I could actually move forward. And um, it was pretty impactful. It really was. Folks, if you're just joining us, uh, I'm speaking with my good friend Gary R. Blaster, and I'm going to challenge each and every one of you, if you're watching live, if you're watching in the replay, it doesn't matter. Ask yourself what has to change if there's something. Yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty powerful. So when you realize that something had to change, how did you identify? I know it's psychological. I know it's internal. But how did you identify or what was it that you actually had to do to create the change? 
I was choosing to be bitter of my situation. And what I had to do was I had to choose to be better. And when I made that switch from being bitter to being better, when I started to see opportunities, I started to see my world differently. When I was bitter, I constantly was feeling sorry for myself. I kept looking inward. What's the matter with me? Why can't I do this? Nobody's, you know, investing money with me. It became a pity party. Sure, sure. But until I decided, though, that I'm not going to fall prey to that that self-pity, and I decided that I'm going to be better, was when I actually started to see things differently. I recognized differently. I talked differently. My confidence started to come back. It really did change. And the interesting thing was I went into, um, I went into uh, meet with a client and um, about a week later and we're talking and we're going over his, his, his uh, investments and uh, he was a medical physician. And he said, uh, I really need somebody to work with my corporate finance. I don't know who to turn to. And I just said, I'd be willing to take a look at that. And that started a six year run with me with him in the CFO world. And that was the springboard into my comeback. Wow. You know, I think that's pretty amazing. Big. That's amazing because, you know, a lot of times help comes from the outside. But if you open-minded, sometimes you find the help right inside of you. So that's that's a really profound story. So I've got a couple of questions I need to ask you, according to uh, my co-host. So here's some of the questions you normally ask. Let me get my specs out. Okay. If you could have an alter ego, who would you be? <laughs> if I could have an alter ego. Yeah. That is an interesting question. Yeah. I got the R blaster thinking, y'all. I got the R blaster thinking. So is this is this a real character or is this actually a human being? I guess it, you know, I guess it's relative to you and how you view life and you know et cetera et cetera so it could be a, a marvel character it could be a character we've never heard it could be whomever it could be you know it could be someone that you've looked up to i imagine yeah no i'll tell you what um it, it, it seriously would have to be my dad i mm. you know, it, it really would and and again it's what he taught us through life because of our situation. So it was, it was more about life lessons than it was about buying me things. Okay. And I use that every day. So I guess what I'm saying is my, my, I didn't receive an inheritance from my father, financial inheritance, but what I received from my dad, um, was the most wealth that I ever could imagine. It's amazing where riches come from, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Question two. Complete this, complete this sentence in your own words. Life, liberty, and... Being grateful. Mm, I like that being one. Yeah, yeah, being grateful. Changes your whole perspective every day if you wake up grateful. Yeah, because I think uh, I know for myself, being grateful kind of keeps me grounded. It humbles me. It does, it does. Doesn't mean that everything is going to magically change, but in time it shall. 
So yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah. Uh, number three. Presently, are you living or existing? I would say that I am living, and I didn't start living until about seven years ago. Really? Yes. Um, I was existing. I was okay. doing the check marks. I was getting up every day and doing the things I was supposed to be doing. Right. But I wasn't really fulfilling the deeper need, I guess, the, the itch. And uh, it wasn't until about seven years ago was when I finally figured out what that itch was. And uh -huh. so I, I've been really living it well for seven years. Well, that's good, man. That's that's that, that's keeping it real because I think there's so many people literally, unfortunately, <clears throat> number one, <clears throat> excuse me again, they don't know who they really are and they really haven't found out what their true uh, place in space is. So kudos to you. Well, yeah. The other thing about that, Charles, is I don't think we give ourselves the opportunity to to struggle with those types of things. You know, mm. we're, we're constantly people think we need to have it together each and every day. Right. And that's that's that is just impossible. So if we give ourselves the freedom to actually to uh, struggle and then find worth and in, in direction. Right. Even even later in life, um, I think it changes everything. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I think uh, that's a big game changer and a big difference maker. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I would encourage someone just to find out who you really are and, you know, really try to appreciate being that person. And if you're not yeah. careful, you may also learn something in the process. <laughs> that's right. Uh, let me see. What else she got? She has. Um, what keeps you going in life? Yeah, what keeps you going? I love people. It's funny. When I turned 50, I'm like, I said to myself, I'm running out of time. There's things I, I need to do. There's people I need to help. And, uh, you know, I want to see my kids get to certain levels. I want to, I want to be sure that I'm there for my kids. So um, my desire to see people succeed and to help people um, is really the push behind that. Ken Hartley says, uh, Two awesome guys. Thanks, Ken. We appreciate you, man. <laughs> man. Abracadabra yeah, to you, man. brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm still impressed with his talent. I really am. Ken, he again, he's no most, joke. He yeah. is the most talented guy I think I've ever met. I mean, it just. <laughs> and he's, a, I think he's like a triple threat. He does. I found out that he sings. Um, yeah. He's an illusionist. He's a speaker. He's probably a quadruple threat because he probably does at least one or two other things also. I had to refresh yeah. my browser so I could see his comments. I couldn't see it on this screen here. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else does she have? She has some really uh, pretty profound <laughs> questions. Oh, wow. This is a really interesting one. Are you who you aspire to be? I like that. I don't think um, <laughs> I've set my bar pretty high on myself. So each day, I believe, is, is, is part of that drive is to continuously to be, aspire to be that person I want to be. Right. Um, so there's, there's an aspect of I, I don't ever believe that I'll make it to that point, but that's part of my journey. 
But isn't it fun? Isn't it fun, like the whole journey, man? It is. And I don't know why so many people are afraid of it because it, your journey is what brings opportunity. You know, I, I'm an avid outdoorsman. And when okay. I walk through the woods, I'm looking for the just the abnormal, the, the exciting thing that you just don't see each and every day. Okay. And I've so there's an awareness that I have when I when I uh, enter into the woods. And I, and I think that's what life should be about. It should have an awareness as you walk down this path of life just to look for the new opportunities and, and the fun things of life. This life is a, a pretty amazing gift from God as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I, and I'll, I'll be uh, transparent enough to say that I have been afraid to yep. take on certain challenges. Uh, I have been afraid to invest in me at certain points in my life. Uh, I've had uh, many of the misgivings that I think many of us have, regardless, black, white, you know, inner city, suburbs, doesn't matter. You know, I've, I've felt those things. And sure, sure. Um, when I started really believing in me, and and really uh, investing in me and and doing things that I knew that I was good at or that I genuinely enjoyed, it's like another chapter opens up, you know. And uh, in fact, Delatoro even told me one time, this was early in our relationship. He said, "Man, trust yourself." Yeah. And I've never ever forgotten that. And it's not like I never heard it, but the way he presented it to me was like really like you know what. You have the answers, and they're right inside of you. So just That's open right. up the inner you and go with that. So I really appreciated that that life lesson from him. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, go ahead. So here's a question to you is, is did, you uh -huh. receive, did you see a return on your investment? You know what? I think I did, and I'll tell you why I think I did. And since you've been to the conference, you you can relate to this. Yeah. One of the years uh, at, because I've been to all the full throttle and all that, but one year I went to the full throttle. I think it was my first time, maybe my second time. And uh, no, it was the very first one. So we have the board breaking um, after hours uh, event. Yep. So I go up there, I write what my challenge is, and ha, break to the board, right? So I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that was good, you know. So I get back to my room later on, I have my board, and I'm like, oh man, I got all this stuff to take home. Eh, so I chucked the board, right? Whatever my breakthrough is, I don't remember. So I chucked the board. I was like, I'm not taking this on the plane. So I get back home and I go back to the next FTX conference. I even did a little video on it. And um, so I said, oh, yeah, I like this part. So I go to break the board. Boop. Oh, snap, it didn't break. Okay, so I said, let me try it again. Of course, my challenges are on the board like normal. Sure. Yeah. Oh shoot! Second time around, it does not break. So I had to change my technique for the final strike because I'm like, I'm breaking this board. So of course I broke the board. Sure. Yeah. And I took the board home with me. The lesson that I learned was that many times we take things for granted because we've done it before, we've seen it before, we've yeah. touched or tasted it before, but we don't really appreciate it. And I said, I'm taking this home to remember what it was all for and why I even participated in it. And I trusted wow. my own uh, understanding. I didn't lean to my own understanding, but I referred to a reference, his teaching, his suggestion, right. as I applied myself with that lesson. 
And it just made me realize or allowed me to realize that, hmm, you don't always know what you think you know. Sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. And uh, that was really rewarding for me. That was a good lesson. So that's why sometimes it's good to fail. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, My my failures are are the best lessons I've ever had. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, In my book, um, Radiate the Brain and Change the Game, I talk about the importance of failures, uh, risk and fear, as well as mistakes. What are some of the mistakes that you may have made that you've learned greatly from? Um, taking success for granted uh, was one of them. Uh, again, going back to when I got started, you know, I, I just was sailing and I, I said, who, you know, I said to myself, who couldn't do this business? And it, it took on this chip and this arrogance that um, really did not, it did not sit well with who I personally was. And uh, so taking success for granted was a real big one for me. Um, and then the other thing is just life um, and time. You know, once once time is gone, you never get it back. And procrastinating on things you feel that you should do um, could be very detrimental to your purpose, your your existence, your your journey. Um, so time is the other one. Taking a, taking advantage of time is really important because we certainly do not get it back. Here I am, 51 years old. I, I dreamt about the days I would be that old. And here I am. You know, what I mean, I mean, I'm here. So here we go. Yeah, I I can definitely identify with that. You know, the thing about time and being grateful is that take time for for granted. And you won't get a chance to truly feel that gratitude, to really appreciate some of the things you could have done when you had right. the time. Because uh, time, uh, you know, doesn't wait for anyone. So no, no. Let me see what else do we have on her list. This is one she asks from time to time, and I, I know I have my personal feeling about it. What do you think is right or better, college or a trade? I think that's different for everybody. And the challenge behind that is I believe we are putting our kids in these in these boxes, if you will, and telling them this is how you need to do life rather than saying this is your life, figure out how to do it. And if we can allow these, if we can allow these kids to have independent thought, if we can allow these kids to actually figure out who they are, Yes, sir. Um, I think it makes all the difference in the world. I really do. And again, going back to my son, who's in the middle of this um, decision about school, um, he was entering into a, into a phase that it just really did not set well with who he is. So giving him the permission to say, I need to stop and rethink this was very important for him. So so I, I, I don't think there's a right answer to that. I, I just think it's different for everybody. Yeah, I really do. And we should not be afraid to be the in that box that society tells us that we don't have to we shouldn't be. Exactly. We got another comment from Billy. Billy Lovett says, uh, I have chosen to go for it. Afraid and all. I'm excited about life now. And I agree with you yes. wholehearted. We definitely appreciate uh, your comments, Billy. Uh and I think that's the way to to go. But and I hate to say but but, but I'll say it, but there are so many of um, us that uh, have been told that if you mess up, 
Yep. Uh, you know, that's a horrible thing or, you know, you can't live it down or, you know, whatever the case may be is. But that's essential for growth in my mind. You know, it having is. made those mistakes, having failed, having lost um, money. You know, you can always get the money back, but we cannot get the time back. So. That's right. Well, it's funny because in my book I'm writing, you know, I, I like, you know, Larry King filed bankruptcy. We, we, most of us don't know that. Larry you King. Know, he, he, Larry King. He filed for bankruptcy early in his career. Walt Disney. Walt Disney filed bankruptcy early in his career. Uh, Larry Burkett. Larry Burkett, the big financial guy, filed for bankruptcy early in his career. You know, people people aren't allowed to fail. We're going to fail. <laughs> well, well, tell us, you know, now that you mentioned that, tell us a little bit about your book. I know you're writing a book. Uh, you've got a book coming out soon. Is there an estimated date, or can you just tell us a little bit about... Um, what people can expect from your book? No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's uh, probably about two weeks from going to the editor, so I'm pretty excited. Really? About it. It's called Make. Yeah, it's called Making Millions and Going Broke. Ah. And it deals with it deals with personal accountability in your finances. Um, you know, when I when I deal with people's money, a lot of people talk about wanting the goal of making a million dollars. But if you make thirty thousand dollars a year and your career is thirty years, you've made a million bucks. So. Making the million dollars in today's day, you know, in society is not hard. Okay. It's what you keep of the million dollars is what's important. Right. So it's the personal accountability behind the million dollars you make over your lifetime and what to do with it. So it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I really am. I'm really excited about it. So. All right. So you heard it here first, folks. In about two weeks, it'll be out. Do we have the title? Again, making millions and going broke. Making millions and going broke. Okay, great. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's off to the editor to in two weeks. So it's, it's okay. we got a little bit of time yet, but it's it's going to be off to the editor. Great, great. Now, what's your? Uh, yeah, I'll just ask it straight up. What's your greatest milestone to date? Oh wow! Because there's still more time. You know, wait, there's more. So so far, what has been one of your best achievements? On, greatest milestones 27 years of marriage ah nice nice how do you do it man how do you do it ah um i've got a i've got a wife that's very tolerant (laughs) okay makes sense no it's it's uh i've just been very blessed you know getting my kids getting my kids i got a 26 year old and two 21 year olds and um you know, getting my kids through their teenage years um, has really been a challenge, but we've made it on the other side, and we're ready to start the next chapter of their life. So, so being a dad and a and a and a, and a, and a, a husband, I believe, um, has been right now the the best best milestone I could say. You know, I tell you, man, I think it's it's unfortunate, as you all know, media is really big in our lives. Whether it's, yeah. of course, today social media is probably number one. And number two, but movies, uh, videos, music. But I think media has also done us a disservice, uh, given us the impression that you're supposed to live your life the way you see it on television. But right. as you know, if the movie is 60 minutes long, it seems to happen. Everything happens instantly within that 60 minute time frame, and you don't get a chance to realize what sweat equity is really about right. in jobs and yeah, relationships 
you know, you just five minutes in, the guy's married already. So for the next uh, 55 minutes, he's going to make a million dollars and have children. And, you know, it's just gives the wrong depiction, in my opinion. So um, kudos to you, man, because I know um, people don't also realize there is a lot of work in having a true relationship the ups and downs and everything else that goes along with it so yeah it, it definitely wasn't easy i mean uh, you know i'm not i don't want to sit here and paint this picture that it's been all roses it has not and um, but uh i truly believe that's um the work that's been that has been real modern for us so. i'm looking at our list again uh you know out of your children did you say sons and daughters or what what is the makeup so I have a twenty-six-year-old uh, son, and then the, the twins are a boy and a girl. Ah, okay. Yeah, so two boys and one girl. Okay, here's another one. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, oh, wow. Mind reader. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Then we, yeah. we'd have to take I, you out I, of the. We'd have to take you out <laughs> the financial market then. <laughs> That would actually help me with my business. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. What is your greatest weakness? My greatest weakness? Yes, sir. Woo-wee. My tendency to be insecure, believe it okay. or not. Yeah. Well, you just that overcame be that because by being transparent, it sort of neutralizes things. See, if Superman had only knew, kryptonite wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. that's a constant battle for me, though. It really is. But see, the good thing about that is sort of like how I referenced my book, you know, uh, looking at mistakes, looking at risk and fear, uh, yep. belief, uh, the need of acceptance. You know, we learn from every single thing if we allow ourselves to, instead of shying away from those things. And uh, I think too often we shy away because society says simply that it's bad. And, yeah, that's uh, right. You got to be bad before you can get good in most cases. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, let's see. She asked this question. I'll ask it of you because... I know what you do straddles on dealing with this uh, part from people's personal uh, perspective. Is there a difference between personal and professional development? Absolutely. I believe that, um, you know, so let's use myself as an example. I manage money, I do ship training, and I, I tie it all together in, in, in my what I do for a living. There's lots of aspects that... I can get tons and tons of development in my individual subject matter of what I do for a living. But I truly believe that most of your growth comes when you actually work on yourself. And when you work on yourself, you're dealing with all the things that are underneath that iceberg. I'm sure you've seen the iceberg. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, when you're able to work on the things underneath the iceberg, the things that people see above the iceberg really becomes uh, a different and uh, it becomes a, a maturing piece. So uh, I do believe there's a difference, and I do believe that the personal growth space, probably if, if not 
Yeah, I, I believe it's probably the most important aspect of development. You know, it's so funny. You're talking about the iceberg, and, and I, it just hit me. I've never thought of this until today. But doing the work, just like with a relationship or uh, a profession, when you look at the iceberg, in order to work on what's below the surface of the water, you got to be yeah. able to hold your breath. And that's, that's right. part of doing the work. You know what I mean? So uh, I do. Uh, Dude, yeah. sometimes you, know, you gotta take your finger and plug your nose too. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta be able yeah. to withstand the challenges, what it's all about, you know, and not only hold your breath, but deal with the level of, of cold. You know, you gotta really work through the challenges is what it basically says or what it means. Yeah, yeah. See, so she's right, got a, right. a couple of other questions. Some of these are really good. I didn't really look at this list until today. Okay. Um, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? What would I tell my 18-year-old self? Be patient. Mm. I would tell myself to slow down. Yeah. And I would tell myself not to worry about what other people think. Yes, that's huge right there. Huge. It really was. It was... It was um, I believe, I believe for me, for me personally, personally, that was, that was one of the one biggest, biggest stalls in my, my in my approach to life, life is okay. I was constantly left and right mm -hmm. and concerned about what people thought of me. Um, I was playing both sides of the fence to make people happy. Yeah. Uh, in the end, I couldn't make any of them happy. And so consequently, I was not happy. So uh, getting getting my eyes off of others uh, was really a big one for me. Well, look, at this stage in our lives, man, you know, later for all that stuff, you know, I mean, there's still going to be days when you probably, sure. uh, you know, we care about what other people think, but we cannot afford to let that train of thought uh, right, right. dictate our actions necessarily, you know, unless we're, unless we're hiring a coach to get their <laughs> feedback, you know. Um, what Do you have any regrets Yeah, uh, I think uh, the regrets I have is not listening to myself sooner. <laughs> you know, I mean, again, I, I, I sit back and look at some of the, the time that I've wasted not doing the things that I felt I should be doing and procrastinating, you know, and I, I look at where I am now. Now, I also say to myself that my process has made me who I am today. Okay. However, if I could have... If I could have taken myself a little more serious and approached the things that I desired to do quicker, right. uh, my mind would be a lot different. And I believe I'd be in a lot different position right now. Got another, got another comment also. Um, let me read this from my sweetheart, Sharon Parker. She says, what area of finance do you focus on? Retirement, investment, real estate, et cetera, et cetera. Good question. So I come from the, the planning side of things. So I will work with the client. We'll start on building the very basics of their financial plan and then make a step-by-step -step process and working toward the future. So some people come to me, they're ready to retire. Uh, some people come to me and they're just getting started. I love helping young people get that first investment check written, whether it's 50 bucks or 100 bucks or 1,000 bucks. Uh, I love getting people started. But it's from the financial planning side of um, you know the whole life insurance, retirement planning, budgets, that type of thing. So what about people that are in our age range that may 
um, you know, retirement may not be that far away. You know, is it too late for them to sort of make any kind of shifts or changes? Well, it really depends. But I always say you can't make you can't adjust your future until you decide to make the adjustment. And so you've got to you've got to start sometime. You know what I mean? No, I'm not going to go out and throw your dollars into the most aggressive thing because I've got to make up time. Uh, to get you to a certain certain level, but right. you've got to work with where you are. So it's, okay. it's understanding where you are and where you want to go and what is realistic and setting realistic goals. So so no, it's 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 never too late to start because we re- all really need to do re- do our part for ourselves in our finances. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's never too late to start. Your your end result's not going to be the same. It would have been if you started 15 years ago. Right. But but you can you can always start. Okay. Now, what would you want people, this is a two-part question, from a personal side, what would you want or not mind people knowing about who you are? As As the individual, you know? I think, well, that's funny you say that because I've finally accepted who I was. Okay. And so a person who struggles with confidence, you know, I, if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago, I would have never said that Sure. because, you know, every room I walk into, I'm well known in the community. Uh, you know, our community is small. Um, I, I walk in with confidence. I, I portray as somebody who's very professional. But when this, sometimes when the, when the lights go out at night, I, I struggle with that. You're a human being. Yeah. You're, it, you're a guy, man. That's right. Exactly. And, and so for me to accept that about myself has really allowed me to deal with that in, in, a, in a really unique way. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very vulnerable to the sense that um, I struggle with self-confidence quite a bit. And, um, and I've, I've learned to deal with that and I've learned to work through that. So it's been really, really a growing area for me. Well, on the other side of the coin, as a professional that you've been in your industry for several years and, you know, you get your certs in the various uh, areas, what would you want people to know about the professional side of yourself? Well, from the professional side, um, I would want people to know that they're not left alone and there is somebody to walk beside you through your own personal journey, whether it be finances or or leadership. Again, I go back to the fact that we are not supposed to be walking in this world alone and by ourselves. And that's what I advocate in what I do for a living each and every day is I'm here. Let's do this together. And um, so. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. <clears throat> How can people contact you if they want to get in touch with you for your business services, get a copy of your book, et cetera, et cetera? You can go to my website, rblasterconsulting.com, and uh, there's a contact page there. Uh, the book's not up there. It's got to go through compliance yet, so there's there's extra steps in my world for getting books out there. Uh, it's it's yeah. just cool action, but Let me rblasterconsulting.com. Is it rblaster? A-R-B-L-A, yes, rblasterconsulting.com. I'm writing it in the feed. Okay, good, 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 good. So I know that 
your book is one of the next biggest things that's <clears throat> coming up um, for your for your company for for your business. You know, telling your story, sharing your story. Is there anything else on the horizon? As far as anything big like that, no. My, there's some uh, bigger speaking engagements that I'm working on right now. I have some proposals out, but other than the, the book that's coming out, I'm just doing business as usual each and every day. So every day is an opportunity, my friend. And, exactly, uh, exactly. To live it, so, yeah. Man, well, look, I appreciate you stopping by. I know you've got a lot of things to do or to prepare to do. So I definitely appreciate your time. Uh, this has been a blast, man. Um, you know, congratulations and much success on the upcoming book uh, and everything else that you're doing. And uh, again, uh, any uh, exiting thoughts or comments you'd like to share? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I was listening to uh, Dr. Willie Jolly, of all things, um, here not long yeah. ago. And, and one of the things that he said that really stuck with me is, you know, your setback is a setup for a comeback. And that really stuck with me in what I do. I've, been, I've incorporated that comment into into the things I'm doing each and every day. So if you're sitting out there in, in the social media space and you feel that uh, you're struggling or you've had a setback, just understand that that setback is a setup for your comeback. And I think, uh, you know, there's people out there to help you. And uh, Charles, you've been a real blessing to me and in in your audience. And I, I thank you for what you do each and every day. I, I, I really do. All those, those young men out there, women out there who are, who are watching what you're doing. So I love you, buddy. I appreciate you, man. One of a kind. I definitely appreciate you uh, to the 10th degree. or It was to the nth degree, right? Um, listen, folks, this is Gary Arblaster. Uh, check him out. Check out the book. Uh, if you have any comments, please, by all means, post your comments. Let us know whether you are watching this live, if you're watching a replay. And we'll definitely get back to you and uh, uh, get those questions answered. And with that being said, you know what I always say, you got to radiate the brain and change the game. So I'll see you folks next time. All right, man. Thanks again. And you have a great day, sir. Thank you, brother.